Got it. We're here. We're here. Back from... Well, I'm back from Thanksgiving. You're back from... A normal week. (laughs) (laughs) A regular week. (laughs) Welcome to the last episode of 2021. Yep. This is it. Rest in peace, season one. (laughs) So good. How have you been today, Jess? It's been a good day. It's been a weird day. It's Mm. felt like really weird and eerie all day because uh it was super quiet at my office today and then there was it was foggy all day today and so it felt a little apocalyptic not gonna lie (laughs) the dementors were coming yes definitely they were coming for me (laughs) shout out to all those harry potter fans out there yes What about you, Carol? Are you surviving your day? Yeah, we're good. We're here. We're all sweating. And um, (laughs) my grandma likes to say everybody has their own personal sun this time of year. So, yeah. Yeah. It was nice this morning, though. Like, I walked to the gym and it was breezy and it was like a cool breeze coming in. And so, like, it was really nice. But then it got hot again. So, what can we do yeah it was freezing this morning it was like 38 degrees here (laughs) oh good old texas yep good old texas it'll be in the 80s tomorrow it'll be fine (laughs) yeah totally In case you've made it all the way to the end of season one and don't know this yet, I am Jess. And I'm Carolina. And this is our effing podcast. Whoop. Welcome back. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are experiencing a few Wi-Fi difficulties, so... If you hear some strange things going on, that's probably it. Or it's just us making weird noises, which also happens, but whatever. Yes. Yes, such is the struggle of being many, many thousands of miles away from each other. (laughs) Well, to be fair, when I lived in Dallas, I still had Wi-Fi issues. So it's just this is the struggle of technology. Yes, tis the struggle. We'll make it through. Yeah. We're going to make it. We'll be fine. That's like our motto these days. We're going to make right? it. Right? <laughs> We're going to make it. <laughs> We're going to make it. <laughs> uh, well, for our final episode of the season, um, our topic is fast forward. Nice. Fast forward. We're specifically going to be talking about the difficulty of waiting 
and the desire to just push the fast forward button and get through it. Yes. (laughs) I have no idea what that's like. I've never experienced having to wait for things ever in my entire life. Everything I want just comes to me immediately. Yeah, no, I, you know, I found this a really unrelatable topic, but you know, people need to hear about it. So I guess we have to talk about it. I I guess, you know, (laughs) yeah, it's really for the people it's, it's for our millions of fans that have demanded this topic. It's not because, you know, we personally deal with it or anything. No, no, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess we should just dive in. Might as well. Might as well just jump right into the fire. It'll be great. <laughs> It'll be great. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. I guess let's just hit the ground running with uh, talking about waiting and the difficulty of waiting. So what is the hardest thing about waiting? Hmm. I think for the most part, and it's not with every situation, but I think that the hardest thing for me about waiting is um, not necessarily knowing what happens next or, you know, when to take the next step or what the next step is. Um, For me, like the ambiguity of waiting is the hardest part. Mm. I think, oh, man, this is a good question. Uh, (laughs) The hardest part about waiting is, for me, the fact that it requires some measure of resting um, Mm. or at least some measure of relinquishing power to get things going. (laughs) Yeah. Which is, I find to be really difficult. It's like an intentional stillness and mm-hmm. an intentional stillness without, like you said, the ambiguity, with the ambiguity, like without knowing what's coming. Um, and it just feels a lot of like, huh, I just feel like it's angst. I feel very ang- anxious just. Yeah. Thinking about it, you know, because it's just so there, it leaves me feeling powerless in many ways. Yeah, for sure. What is the easiest thing about waiting? Is there an easy thing about waiting? I guess the like backside of the fact that it requires a measure of rest is that the easy part of it is that I don't have to do anything yeah. in the waiting. Like there is some form of comfort, even though there's difficulty that comes with that, but there's also comfort that comes with that because mm-hmm. it's not up to me to have it figured out or to make things happen. Right. Yeah. I was, I would say the same thing. Like, even though, there's there does feel like there's a lot of pressure to know what happens next um there's still the ability to like um like the freedom to not be have to be doing anything right now i can just wait and 
when it's time to move, it's time to move and I'll move then, but I don't have to do it now. Yeah. Uh, Okay. What do we miss out on when we try to fast forward through the waiting? Man, we miss out on a lot of things. We miss out on a lot of things when we try to fast forward through the waiting. And um, for me right now, um, there are lots of little things. I, I think, back up, back up, Carolina's brain. Um, not every time and not obviously not with every situation, but I think with a lot of situations, there's some measure of grief that goes hand in hand with waiting. Um, whether that's really deep grief about loss or, or just, you know, the anxiety of having to wait and not know, you know, what comes next or when something's going to happen. Um, there's some measure of grief that comes with waiting. And while it is important to feel that grief and to process it and all that stuff, I think when we try to fast forward through the grief and like get to the end of it, so we can find the joy, we don't, we miss out on the little pockets of joy that exist within the grief. And that's something I've actually been kind of learning this week, you know, here in Brazil, um, officially over the six month mark, um, in my, for my year here. And, um, I have a really big temptation to just only look forward and only look towards you know, when I come home and we've even made plans for a trip that we're going to take when I get home. And that's mm-hmm. really exciting and fun. And, mm-hmm. but I have to also remind myself to be still be in the moment because there's still things that I want to learn and things that I know that I need to learn. And also really take in those little pockets of joy of like moments with my family and moments with the friends that I've made here. And um, and really be in the moment for those. And so um, there's the waiting going on, you know, waiting to go back home and uh, and the grief of still being far away from home, but there's still joy in it. And I think that is um, a lot of what we miss out on, those little, you know, pockets of joy, of rest, of peace, of um, just you know, existing and um, romanticizing the mundane, I think. You know what I'm Mm. saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there is something about the human experience that we miss if we only experience, like, sugary positive quote positive things Mm -hmm. like there's there's value in difficulty there's value in struggle there's value in overcoming there's value in grieving and I think we have found um both of us have found that the experience of the joy is much sweeter after having experienced the difficulty of the grief Mm. um and I for me like in this season and in many times in my life, I thought I knew what joy was, and then I experienced grief. And then when I experienced joy again, I was like, oh, oh, this is joy. Like, I thought, I thought I was, you know, 
experiencing the height of what I could experience in joy, but I hadn't because I didn't know the hurt, really. I didn't know the struggle, really. Yeah. The, and so I think the deeper we go with grief, the deeper we go with joy, you know, like the more... Like, if you're in a completely dark room, when the light comes in, it's going to blind you. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and, but like, if, you know, if it's not as dark, or if it's just, if there's a little bit of light when the light comes in, you know, it's good. You like it, but it's yeah. not as powerful as it would be on the other hand. And like, mm-hmm. I think when we allow ourselves to experience, um, everything fully, kind of like what we talked about last time with freedom and how freedom, it gives us, we have the freedom to really um, make, allow life to be more vibrant, go deeper with the stuff that hurts, but also go deeper with the stuff that's awesome. And um, it really allows, you know, that to shine, I think. Mm. Yeah. I think the other piece of that is that um, one of the things we miss when we try to fast forward through to the end is we miss the things that we need to let go of. Like mm. we tend to hold on to the things we need to let go of, or we miss a piece of our growth that is important. Um, there's this, this verse that I've been really, has been, recycling through my heart lately which is from first peter and he says uh the lord is not slow concerning his promise but he's being patient towards you Mm. and it made me think about like israel in the wilderness and how like god continually came to meet them and how they continually resisted came close and resisted came close and resisted And how that time was elongated there in the wilderness, the waiting to the promised land, the waiting for the promised land. And how I could be tempted to read that story and see it as God punishing them for not doing something right. And in viewing it that way, I miss how patient God is towards them because they couldn't really enjoy promised land if they were still hung up on Egypt, like Mm. if they were still hung up on, we want it the way it was in Egypt, they couldn't experience how much better would be in the promised land for them. Yeah. And so there's this like, really, it's reminiscent of that to me of there's this gift of waiting and it feels like slowness to us, but God simply, yeah. Or even punishment. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, it's like, it's like a parent who sees more than the kid sees. And so they're just, you know, I, I just picture my mom who has, you know, in looking back at things that she, ways she uh, took care of me when it felt like she wasn't taking care of me mm. and how patient she was with me in times where I was like incredibly insolent. Um, (laughs) I just think about how it was because she could see more than I could see. And so to me, it felt like, you know, not nice, (laughs) Yeah. 
but it was patience. It was a patience towards me. It was a gift towards me kindness. that I, yeah, that I couldn't see or experience in that moment. And so, um, I think that would be a thing that we would miss out on if we try to just, just move right to the end is we miss that, that piece of growth or that piece of like letting go of something that we, we think is good for us, but really isn't, doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't benefit us, doesn't serve us well. Yeah. Um, and I think in the season of waiting is when you have time and stillness to become aware of those things that you need to let go of. Exactly. Why do you think that we as humans are resistant to the value of waiting? Because we are a people of productivity. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yep. (laughs) Yeah. I, I've been thinking about that a lot recently because I've, I haven't been working since I've been here. And so I struggled a lot at first with the feeling of like, I'm not doing anything. This is not worth it. Like all this stuff. Um, but I saw, and it's really silly. It's really silly. But I saw this post on, I think it was Instagram. And it said like, you know, um, something about how like humans are mammals and in the rest of the animal kingdom, mammals lay around and sleep all day, except when it's time to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, true. And, and it, and then it went on to say like, so if you're feeling right now that you don't want to get out of bed or do you, you don't want to get off the couch you're an excellent example of your species. <laughs> <laughs> and it I uh, it was silly and I thought it was funny and but I've been thinking about it a lot in the sense of like you know the bible says that the birds don't worry about where their next meal is going to come from. And you know literally all that the rest of the animal kingdom does is eat and hang out and birds fly because they got wings and, you know, and they procreate and they hang out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But for some reason, we decided that hanging out and eating wasn't enough. And I would really like to speak to the guy who decided that. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's just... It's, we are, we're productive beings and, um, we feel like if we're still, and if we're waiting for something to happen, then it's like you said, like there's the sense of like, that God is punishing us and making us wait for the reward because we did something wrong. When in fact, it's not that at all. He's just, um, you know, we each have our own, um, um, speed of doing things and of knowing things and of learning things. And he goes at our speed and it doesn't bother him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it, and you know, he waits for us to be able to receive fully 
and vibrantly what he has for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it helps that he's unencumbered by time. Yes. Like we have a timeline. We think of things in a linear timeline. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, we, I think that's another reason we have difficulty valuing waiting because we're like, we're wasting time. Yeah. We only have a limited amount of time and we're wasting it. Yeah. Just sitting here doing nothing. And God's like, yeah, at time I cares about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> he invites us in a way within, a, this is going to sound a little like out of this world. He invites us to step outside of time in relationship with him. Hmm. And it's really difficult for us to engage in that in many ways because we're so bound by it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting to think about that he invites us to step out of time. I hadn't thought about it that way, even though that's pretty much exactly what I've been doing this (laughs) these past six months. (laughs) I've kind of just stepped out of time. I've stepped out of productivity I stepped out like there's just going to be this big old gap in my resume (laughs) and I have felt peace in it. Also, a Mm -hmm. lot of anxiety, but sometimes peace too. peace about peace about doing it, you know, not necessarily peace all the time in the process. But I felt I felt peace about doing it before I left. And I have felt peace about about it while I'm here to the point where when people ask me to come home early, I'm like, I'm not done yet. I'd love mm-hmm. to come home early, but I'm not done yet. <laughs> yeah. Alas. Alas. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. I think... Uh, I think the productivity, the fact that we're creatures of productivity is a sad thing. And I don't, I don't, I don't know that I believe that's a part of our original design. Um, I really, I really think that our propensity to, maybe I should say our propensity to measure productivity Mm. is a result of us stepping outside of God's intended purpose for us and trying to do it ourselves (laughs) (laughs) um it's it's hard I think I I I struggle sometimes in in the midst of waiting and even to see value in waiting the times that I struggle to see value in waiting it's because I have this like ingrained belief system that to be still is to be bad like to not be achieving is to be failing to not Mm. be doing is to be disappointing. Um, and it's been a real journey, even in like theologically, I believe that God doesn't expect anything of me or want me to do anything for him. And yet still I find myself, struggling with the idea that I'm a failure if I'm not doing something. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Especially in this season of waiting, in any season of waiting. But um, it's like what I believe, what I know to be true doesn't always line up with what I believe in that moment or feel in that moment. 
And even though like I would tell like you, if you were to say something, I would absolutely with full conviction tell you you're not measured by what you do and your lack of a job or lack of whatever is not a, you know, yeah. detriment or a bad thing. It doesn't make you a bad person. I would tell you all these things and mean them. Mm-hmm. And then to try to turn that around and apply it to myself is like, that's ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you know? Such is the struggle. <laughs> Uh, yeah and and like I've been like this season I I have been productive in other ways I have written almost almost a song a month since I've been here um I'm about to record two of them which should be interesting considering I'm here and my music guy is there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Going full Taylor Swift style, baby. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, I I have done so much growth, even though it doesn't quite feel like growth. It feels like breaking down, but mm. it's all part of it, right? Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um. And I know there's more growth to come. And I've made connections with people, like solid um, heart connections with people. And, and like, it's been so good. And and I, I even hesitate to put the word productive on it because it makes it sound like it was work when it was just acting out of what God asked of me which was be still <laughs> acting out of what you received. Yes. Yeah. And so yeah, waiting waiting is hard. Waiting is hard. But it's good most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> There's goodness to be found in waiting. Yes. Those little pockets of joy. Mm -hmm. What do you learn in the midst of waiting? What don't you learn in the midst of waiting? I think is a better (laughs) question. I mean, especially if if you're looking for it. I think there are a lot of situations where we may be in a waiting season and we don't even look for what what it is that we can learn in the middle of it. And, but I think that there's a lot that can be learned. Um, patience. Um, it was like you said, we can learn what it is that we need to let go and leave behind. Learn what it is we need to pick up and, um, and believe and receive. Um, learn God's voice. Yeah, that's been a big one for me. Um, nobody's shocked by that. Uh, but like, <laughs> learning um, how the Lord speaks to me and how it's not different. Not different every time. It is different every time. It's not the same every time. Um, but it always has that same timbre. Mm. Um, 
Timbre is a musical term, which means <laughs> a tone of an instrument, in case anybody mm-hmm. didn't know. <laughs> People frantically Googling as they're listening to our podcast. And it's not even spelled the way it sounds, so good luck. Then <laughs> <laughs> just use Siri. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Siri, what does timbre mean? Um, but yeah, there's lots to learn in the midst of waiting. Um... For me, I'm learning currently how to how to hold the tension between being significant and also being unimportant. <laughs> um, <laughs> that sounds weird. I. But, like, I'm, I'm not so high up the food chain <laughs> as to be needed to accomplish, for the God of the universe to need me in order to accomplish something that he mm. wants to accomplish. And yet, I'm not so insignificant that he doesn't come and sit with me. Yes. And so there's this tension between coming to terms with the fact that I am valued and significant and yet vastly unimportant. And I think that's probably related to the tension of being a spiritual being inside of a human body Mm. and the humanness of productivity rubbing up against the rest of spiritual spirituality. Um, but I, th- I think right now in the, in the season I'm in now, that's what I'm learning most is to kind of come to terms with that tension and be okay with the fact that there, there's a tension there and that that tension doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing as much as it's just part of it. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been feeling that a similar tension and I think it's, I wrote this down in my journal the other day and I was like asking all those questions and then I was like, I think the answer lies in the line that is drawn between being wanted and being needed. Um, because if if you are needed or you need somebody else that's not the God of the universe, the only one who can fully fulfill all of your needs... Um, that creates pressure on relationships and stuff like that because people won't mm-hmm. always be able to measure up to what it is that you need. They yeah. will fail you. And, um, but that doesn't mean that you're not wanted, right? If you don't, yeah. and I, I think that's kind of where I've been these past couple of weeks is trying to find, trying to find that line for myself in my relationships um, where is it in my relationships where I feel like I need to be needed in order to be valued? And when is it enough to just be wanted? You know? Yeah. And, um, that's been a super hard one for me. And I think that, I think that it's a, a similar concept to think about when we think about the Lord. Like, He doesn't need us to do the work for Him. To make things happen. Because even when we're actively working against him, he still makes things happen. 
and it's easy, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't need us at all, but he, we are so significant to him that he wants us. He wants to sit mm-hmm. with us. He wants to work with us and work through us. Um, and he wants, he wants to, he wants all of it. You know, he wants, he wants the rest. He wants the peace. He wants the grief. He wants the joy. All of it. Mm-hmm. And it's so much better than being needed. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, when you really get down to it, if God needs us, then we're the gods. Mm. Just she said it. <laughs> she said it. I mean, if if he is not completely self-sufficient and satisfied apart from us, then that means we hold something that he can't hold. That we we hold power that he doesn't hold, which is to say that we're gods. So I don't think we realize that we are saying that when we when we claim that we have to do things in God's name. Yeah. Yes. That. (laughs) You said it. I didn't. (laughs) It's a podcast. We're supposed to say things, right? Like, (laughs) uh, yeah. Well, on, on that, on that kind of on that topic, do you think that waiting is active or passive? Hmm. Both. Yes. <laughs> yes. Next question. Okay. <laughs> next question. What is the difference between passive and active waiting? I think, yes, it can be active, but the activity is intentionality. Mm-hmm like an intentional engaging, an intentional, um, I want to say self-assessment, but that's not really it. Uh, an intentional, intentional, um, looking at and being honest about things going on inside you. Um, an intentional receiving things that the Lord might have for you. Um, so the activity in the act of waiting, I think, would just be intentionality. I agree. It's it's the intentional seeking of the Lord's heart and the Lord's voice and the Lord's character and what he says about you and why he says those things about you and why you don't believe him sometimes and <laughs> so on and so forth. It, it, is, it yeah. is. It is intentional sitting Yeah. I think it's really important what you said about um, like being intentional about hearing why you don't believe him sometimes, because I think that a lot of times we want to just like ignore that piece. Like we Mm want to, we want to shelf that piece and just be like, I'm being intentional about believing what God says about me. I'm going to say these things. This is my true identity. And in neglecting caring for the wounded girl inside of us, she becomes traumatized. <laughs> yeah. Neglect um, is always traumatizing. Yes. 
and there's not healing that happens there. So I think that there is important value, especially in seasons of waiting, to sit with your wounded self and allow that to to experience healing. Mm -hmm. Because if you just ignore that woundedness, then healing can never happen for her or him or they. (laughs) (laughs) The person. (laughs) The human being. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. In what ways is, we talked a a lot about what it looks like, what active waiting looks like. What does, what, what does it look like to be passive in the waiting? For me, I think passive waiting looks a lot like being stuck. Mm. You know, there's a lot of like, I think even the whole thing of like, I'm going to ignore this piece and only focus on, I'm going to only focus on the truth God says. I'm only going to recite Bible verses to myself. (laughs) I think in many ways that can be passive waiting because it, it leads, well, yeah, it leads to a spinning of your wheels stuckness. Yeah. Uh, But also I don't know. I just view passive waiting as like giving up almost like an apathy. Mm. Like, well, I'll just sit here until something changes, you know? Yeah. Wait for it to happen to you. If yeah. it happens to you. <laughs> or just like a wish, a wishful thinking about the future of like, well, one day I'll. Yeah. Yay. Get to be over here. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, so in that case, then I think the answer to our question is that waiting is active. But the activity is not mm. doing things, it's intentionality. You you can wait and not be active. I, I just think you miss the growth in the waiting yeah. if you're passive about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and passive not meaning like resting mm-hmm. as much as meaning no ignoring yeah (laughs) or devaluing so what are you waiting for last oh dang it you beat me to it i was gonna try to get it in before you damn it (laughs) snooze you lose uh what are you waiting for now um well lots of things (laughs) yeah same I'm waiting for Carolina to come home. Uh, (laughs) uh, I'm waiting for an answer of what it looks like to be part of faith community and not a part of religion. Um, And that's been... A really, a really difficult thing for me right now mm-hmm. to feel really um, homeless. <laughs> uh, yeah, to feel a lot like wilderness in that. And I think part of that is related to... Um, there, there's some kind of there's some kind of 
something happening with me in regards to community specifically and relationships specifically. Um, Some kind of something. Some kind of something. (laughs) I'm not really, I, I don't really have a clear picture on it other than that, you know, there's some really good things happening in that realm and there's some really hard things happening in that realm. There's been a lot of um, letting go of things and breaking away of things and also a lot of building of things. And um, in some ways, I feel like I'm in a waiting, holding pattern (laughs) with regards to that simply because I don't really, I feel really like um, foggy. It feels foggy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think uh and this is just me kind of going off ba- based on what you've just said and like conversations we've had in the past but I think that I think that you won't be able to receive the answer to your question about faith communities until you go through this process that is the some kind of something that's happening <laughs> about community, the hard stuff and the good stuff. And um, it is waiting, but I also got a picture of like, um, you know that that skit guy's skit where he's like chiseling the guy? Uh I saw that. It looks like that to Mm -hmm. me. Like you're waiting and you're being molded for the answer that you're going to receive, I think, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see eventually. <laughs> uh, it's tough. Some days it's really like rich and mm-hmm. vibrant. And other days I'm like, do I have to eat manna again? Seriously? Humans <laughs> <laughs> oh, never change. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope (laughs) um for me I feel like I'm waiting for a lot of things um I'm waiting to go home but beyond that I'm I'm waiting to see I'm slowly getting pieces of myself again um I mentioned a, a little while ago that I've been growing a lot, but it feels like deconstructing. <laughs> um, and so I hit a point recently where it felt like I was just completely empty and didn't know myself at all and felt very hopeless. And um, it felt very much like the Lord was breaking me down so he could build me back up. And so day by day, some days are better than others, but day by day I get little pieces of of who the person is that gets to go home at the end of the year. Not the year year, but the end of my year in Brazil. Um, <laughs> and um, it's been good. It's been hard. But um, I'm grateful. Mm. I'm grateful. 
right now. Tomorrow yeah. I might not be. <laughs> Keeping it real. <laughs> Keeping it real. That's how life works. Um, but yeah, I think right now that's the big thing that I'm in the waiting pattern for is just getting those pieces and seeking after those pieces, that intentionality of what is the Lord saying, you know, because Mm. I think up until now, I've definitely been pretty intentional about like, why am I feeling like this? Why don't I believe what the Lord says about me? You know, and I've kind of cycled through those and hit some really low points. Um, But now I think I'm entering into the space of like, okay, so what is he actually saying? You know, and I've processed through why I don't believe stuff. And now I can start putting pieces together. Mm-hmm. So I have. Isn't that, see, like, that's that's a piece to me where it's a proof of the Lord's being patient towards you. Because if he had given you those things before you had worked through why you don't believe, you just wouldn't have believed them. Yeah. And you wouldn't have been able to receive them. So there's this like if you just fast forwarded to getting to know these things, Mm -hmm. then you wouldn't have received them anyways, or they would have just been like, okay, thanks. Like, yeah, (laughs) I'll store this away for later. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I think honestly, yes, that happens. But I think also what happens is he is saying those things to me all the time. 100% of the time, but he's not afraid to repeat himself. (laughs) Like that does, he's got the time. He will repeat himself all day long the same phrase over and over. He doesn't get tired of telling me that he loves me, of telling me that I'm valued, you know, and so on and so forth. And so like, he may have been saying, I'm certain he was saying those things to me the whole time and I wasn't believing them and I was working through why I didn't believe them. But now it's richer and I can, because I'm beginning to believe them and I'm starting to put pieces together, I can dive into those truths and expand, right? And I Mm -hmm. think kind of that's that's where I'm hoping to get to. (laughs) (laughs) But I I also believe that um, I would like to say that it'll be all cut and dry and when I, you know, when the, when the, you know, hourglass is done at my, at the end of my year in Brazil, that I'll have all the answers (laughs) and that I'll be through this hurdle. But Mm -hmm. I, I do, I do believe that there will be an end, quote unquote. I know that these things don't end, they come in cycles. Um, But there, there will be a sort of closure, and I think it'll only happen after I come home. Mm-hmm. I think it can only happen after I come home because there was breaking away of things that I needed to do when I was gone and separate that now that I'm a whole piece, I can now reattach, right? Mm-hmm. But in a healthy way. Right. So keep you guys posted (laughs) (laughs) uh it'll be good it is good it will be good 
Yes. Lots of good going around. Full of goodness. Full of goodness. But I have a very interesting F word of the day. Yes, please uh, enlighten us. Okay. The F word of the day today is fell lurking, which is technically two <laughs> words, and it should mm. be hyphenated, but I was lazy mm-hmm. in our notes. Um, Unacceptable. Fell lurking is a Shakespearean word because Shakespeare made up a lot of words. Did you guys know that? He made up the word bedroom, which I think is dirty. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He was a little dirty. He was a little dirty. Um, The Shakespearean word for waiting around to do something bad. So the complete opposite of everything we just said. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> waiting around to do something bad mm. fell lurking makes sense nice yeah makes sense lurking to fell i don't know yeah <laughs> yes mm-hmm. yeah it's good shakespeare it's bad it's That's waiting good. around to do something bad waiting around to do something bad um yeah if you're waiting around to do something bad Tell us about it. (laughs) Did you like that segue? It was so smooth. It was so smooth. So smooth. Oh, my gosh. Uh, (laughs) No, really. Reach out to us. Tell us about, like, if you have ideas about season two. um, We are going to be focusing on season two. Uh, We're just going to be talking about faith for the whole season. So if you have, like, um, topics about faith or faith-adjacent topics or... Maybe you grew up in church and there's this one word that they use in church, like sanctify, that is a big old <laughs> word and don't like, and you want to hear us talk about it. Uh, you should email us. I think at our thing podcast. I think that Jess wants to talk about sanctified, but that's just maybe an inkling that I'm getting. It's <laughs> <laughs> so the first word I could think of that was a big churchy word. <laughs> Uh, you can reach out to us via email at rfingpodcast at gmail.com or you could send us stuff at our podcast Instagram, which is at rfingpodcast. You can also send us things, questions, comments, and concerns to our personal Instagrams. Jess is at Renegade Pastor and I'm at Carolina P underscore De Silva. We really would love to hear from you, like for real. It would yes. literally make my day. Talk to us. Please, please talk to us. <laughs> uh, also, join us January 7th, which will be our first episode of season two for our podcast. And that means that I can tell you Merry Christmas right now <laughs> because yes. you won't hear from True. us until next year. Yep. See you next year, guys. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I'm Caro. I'm Jess. And this is our effing podcast. Don't forget to love each other.